0: Episode two of two, Dream Preview, same full house, AJ, Fezzik, Scott Steinberg, McKenzie in the control room, behind glass, locked, I'm RJ Bell. <laughs> Alright, so, we did a lot of NFL talk in the first episode, if you missed it, check it out, it's good, we had an impromptu best bet that everyone but AJ liked. He went against. Oh no, he didn't go, I didn't against, go against. He's this. neutral, neutral. I'm neutral. And Scott, during the break between episodes, reminded me we were going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and maybe some MVP odds. So I think that's a good way to start. Then we're getting into the big betting controversy, and then into what? We got some baseball trade deadline. Yeah. And what else? We get one uh,
1: ACC preview. There you go. What about
0: the Hall of Fame game? Hall of Fame game. First, though, Aaron Rodgers, make your case. What are you thinking, Scott?
2: Well, based on the Mike Sando list where Aaron Rodgers was ranked fourth. Listen, I don't want to make it—it's Mike Shando. Shando. Yeah. Mike Sando was—has uh, Aaron Rodgers listed at fourth. And what's interesting about the Sando list, if you look at the top eight on the Sando list, it is exactly the top eight in the MVP odds.
0: Quarterback league.
2: Quarterback league. And some of them, most of them, are directly correlated. Patrick Mahomes, number one in both. Joe Burrow, number two. Josh Allen, number three. The difference is the biggest difference, and then you go Justin Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence are all pretty right where they are. The difference is, though, Aaron Rodgers is fourth on the Sando list, but he's eighth in MVP odds. He's 16 to 1 to win the MVP. Is there value on Rodgers to win the MVP based on the Sando list?
0: I think so. Because the first question I would ask myself is what are the natural biases for or against these players if they have a season that's competitive to be MVP? And I would make the case Joe Burrow has yet to win an MVP. I think he'd be a plus. If he has a chance, he'd be a plus uh, mark. Josh Allen, mm, he hasn't won one, has he? He's not. But it doesn't feel like maybe a small plus. Hurts. You know, it's funny. I'm not sure if any of these, the more I look at this, I'm not sure who would be the minuses. I think Lamar would be a huge plus. People would love the redemption story of Lamar. Mm -hmm. But I think Aaron Rodgers, because he's going to New York, because it would be the Jets, in theory, having a good season, I think there'd be a lot of excitement over that. I think at minimum, he would have a fair chance by the stats. Now, another factor is, EPA per play or, or cumulative EPA, I can't remember which. This MVP winner has been one or two in that for like eight of the last nine. Like it's really, we think there's a lot of subjectivity to it. It's not. It's what quarterback has the best season. Mm. So, as much as I don't think Rodgers is at the level now of having the best statistical season, I think it's not that far from it it's not crazy to think it so i think it should be a higher odds but but not higher than 16 to 1 i mean maybe it's 12 to 1 faz what do you think i'm concerned about him getting the two mvps and that there's you know better fatigue from that yeah but he didn't get it last year so it feels I, like sure. it's like a season it feels like it's like a season um, or a career award I, if it's close. And it's a good point because this will be the last kick of the can. I
3: just think it's going to get screwed if he's if he's basically a dead push against someone who's never won. I think the betters tend to give it to the guy who hasn't gotten. I think it's it.
0: more narrative. It's more narrative. I think that'll be the narrative. I, I read no, it differently. That's a boring narrative. I, I, <laughs> the Jets make the playoffs, and you think the narrative is Justin Herbert <laughs> had it, it might win his first MVP? I, I first. just thought that people were.
1: Like the media, especially, is kind of down on Aaron Rodgers. Like he—he's. I
0: think they like. A, I think in general they default to woke, and the weird thing is he, he ayahuasca is about as woke as you can get. Like he, it seems like he's player empowerment, right? Which is a, a supposedly a progressive, uh, you know, plank or 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 theory, or um, I guess belief system, but I think it was just cause he went against COVID you know, the vaccine yeah, and they, ha- they do not tolerate that. Um, you know, I, I Well, ca- it seems like more forgivable now than it did a year ago. Well, well, but that would require actually under that theory. Well, that would require the, the, the woke people to somehow have any introspection of their mistakes, No, oh. but that, that if anything, it's the opposite of that. Cause they don't seem very open to evolution or evolving. Uh, I don't know about evolution evolving. Yeah. Um, I you know you want to see an amazing I mean listen my politics are simple I'm a libertarian I believe that that the government should play the role that it can and what it does best and otherwise freedom get the I, hell out of the way I'm pro freedom you know and I think we should pay taxes but we should spend the money on things that are efficiently using those tax dollars yeah you know, kind of crazy like man. an F1 grand prix racing well, but, uh, but that's the city making an... Ass- Listen, Vegas has done pretty well assessing how to make money. Here's what you know about Fez's politics. He's a fezocrat.
2: Mm, I've <laughs> heard of
0: those. <laughs> whatever affects Fez, that's what matters. My- <laughs> uh,
3: I, I, I just know it used to take me 28 minutes to get there, and now it takes me 45. So last question, Fez. Why Kiki
0: or the rest of the island? <laughs> I'll get back to you. So this was a simple QB or uh, QB EPA per play. No adjustment for strength of schedule. No adjustment for anything. The winner, and this will be starting with Patrick Mahomes in 2022. This was the rank. First, 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 first. Then eighth. Cam Newton was eighth. First, first. And this was now with the one quarterback, Peyton Manning was tied with Adrian Peterson. Is both Peyton Manning and Adrian Peterson misspelled? Look at that. He says Peyton. Oh, okay. He had it crunched up. I was thinking, how did he do both? Okay. Then after first, first, and that's all the way back to 2010. So 12 of the last 13 quarterbacks who won the MVP were ranked number one EPA per play. I'm not sure all this narrative stuff is worth it. No, I,
3: I agree. It's <laughs> who's pretty gonna be damn ra-
0: convincing? Who's going to be ranked number one? You know, and and that's a question. I think strength of schedule is probably a big part of it. You know, how who's got the? Because if you got two good quarterbacks going at it, and one's got a significantly easier defensive schedule, maybe that's something to look at, huh? I don't know. But does Aaron Rodgers have a one in sixteen chance, or one in fifteen chance to have the best EPA? Mm. What do you think, Fez?
3: You know, Mahomes, I think, is going to take a step back, big time. And because Why? of that— Why? Um Just because you lose the Cheetah last year, and
0: now he loses more of his receivers. And at some point, it's got but to— Was it really a loss, or was it a trade-off? I mean, mm-hmm. who was the big—I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster? I mean, that's a big loss. To... You think? Yeah. I've mm-hmm. heard people say he's like the fourth receiver on New England. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy, but I mean—
3: I— uh... I mean, I think the the Cheetah's like like the top the two che- wide receiver. No, I
0: agree with the cheetah, but that last season was like he already has dealt yeah, with that. Yeah,
3: but now Kelsey's aging. I think Kelsey's going to take a, a big step back. It's just I, I I really think if you give any other quarterback that that receiving core, they're going to have real problems.
0: I, I can see. Listen, I do agree that the age curve for a tight end is a, is a question. But I thought it was last year. So. Sure. Um, so did I. What do you think, Scott?
2: I think Aaron Rodgers has better than a sixteen to one chance. Yes. All
0: right.
2: And but, and if you look at the Jets' offensive weapons, if you look at just, I mean, he's not your average forty year old. He's just not the way that he takes care of himself. The way it's almost like it's Tom Brady. You want to say, oh, Tom Brady's the what, one what that about has done him? It.
1: Is anything like Tom Brady? Do you remember Tom Brady having like ayahuasca no,
2: retreats? No, but they, but they, whatever they do, it's taking drastic measures that are unconventional to defy aging. So if Aaron Rodgers is still moving around, running around at this age beyond what other quarterbacks of his age have done, then whatever
0: he's doing is working. I will say this. Last year felt like it was more of a lack of engagement than Mm -hmm. it was physical decline. I'm not a couch scout, so I'm just saying for the people watching, he can still make the throws. It wasn't like they were seen. And plus, he had a pretty hurt hand. And you got to give him credit. He hasn't complained. I mean, listen, I don't like a lot about him, but he hasn't complained about the hand, right? So last year, he was hurt like two-thirds of the year. with a. And imagine throwing an NFL ball with a bad thumb or something. Yeah. I mean, it, those guys are hurt so much, it's like a whole different thing. But isn't that amazing, Fez, that, that, that 12 of the last 13 MVPs would just find the EPA winner? I would have been willing to bet it under 11 and a half
3: for a <laughs> substantial amount.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was one or two. I mean, this is pretty strong.
3: Yeah, if, if you told me half of them were number one, I'd be like, ah, I bet it's less.
0: So to conclude, I would say I agree with you. It's jumbo odds. I find it even more interesting that the Sando people, which in theory are supposed to be ob- oblivious to things like narrative, things mm-hmm. like New York media market, they think one thing, which is Aaron Rodgers was what, fourth? Fourth. And the betting market, which is full of, in theory, the squares and the uh, and uh, – uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about all the the barroom guys, Bourbon, bar- Barney at the Bar, mm-hmm. those types, and they have Aaron Rodgers – Go, go, they go against the narrative and have them at 16-1. to 1.
2: It's the only outlier because, like I said, the top eight in Sandoz's list is exactly the top eight in the MVP odds, the but, same eight quarterbacks.
0: But of all of those eight, wouldn't you say Barney at the bar would be most excited about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Big Apple? That seems to be the most yeah. tempting bet, and they're not buying. They're not buying. No. I don't know why. All right, moving on. Good stuff. That wraps up our NFL. But gambling, and maybe AJ, you can—I don't know who's best to give us a recap of what happened. But there's been some controversy. Yeah, Hunter Decker's, who is the was
1: was the projected starting quarterback at Iowa State, uh, has stepped away from the team um, because he has been accused of betting on sports, including a 2021 football game. From Iowa State University. Like, so, so one of his own on games. On or against? On. Oh, this, the story that I read said it did not say what kind of bet it was. I, Fez may have read something I didn't. Fez, where did you see? Yeah, my recollection was that he bet on his team.
0: So this just broke, right, recently? Yeah, yes. today. So your recollection... I've never heard someone use recollection for something they learned in the afternoon and it's night. That's a weird way to say it cuz usually it's like did you in 2022? I didn't that- have time to forget. <laughs> did you in 2022 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as I recollect, you know, okay. Um, yes, yeah, so you- no,
2: so Decker he placed 26 wagers on Iowa State sporting events including a 2021 game against Oklahoma State when he was the backup quarterback, he did not play in that game.
0: And he he bet on
2: that. He bet uh just just bet on that game.
0: Okay, so if he bets against him, I think it's always the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was legal batting. This was at illegal. Well, it wasn't drafting. legal
1: because he wasn't 21 at the time. How was he able to set yeah, up an account?
3: Friends and With family,
0: The help of his parents, Scott and Jamie Deckers. So wait a minute. They found out he bet, though it wasn't in his name? Yeah. How did that happen? How could they? Yeah. Is there any report on that?
2: Um, so two, uh, two other players as well, two other, two other athletes from Iowa state are involved in this as well. Um, three current and one former Iowa state athlete charged with tampering with records in an attempt to disguise their identities while placing sports wagers. That's the charges. So he's not really get, It's not so much that he's getting punished for the gambling. That's what the NCAA is going to look into. But they are
1: actually being so charged with case. Yeah, yeah, with disguising their identities to place wagers. But the NCAA, for their part of it, which they have obviously haven't made a decision yet, but they updated what the penalties are for violation of this. Particularly those who bet on their own games could permanently lose college eligibility.
0: Oh yeah. Well, to me. It's hard to be the thing we got to keep in mind is we now have had years of people getting caught and like the severity of this being made clear. I think at the time even 2 years ago you could make the case that wasn't as clear. So it seems kind of it seems egregious that they I mean cuz you're right whenever you doing stuff with sports books or whatever it's a financial transaction there's all this obsession with being in the right state A lot of people do a lot of things to try to slight, you know, get around it a little bit. And I don't think, again, it's my perception. I don't think of them as criminals. The idea of it being a criminal case feels drastic. But I get it. When there's money involved, they got rules or they want you to follow them.
2: So each athlete is separately being accused, this is from the Iowa-Des Moines Register, uh, being involved in a scheme with third parties to conceal their, their identities that would create the appearance that the third parties, rather than the athletes, were placing the bets. Uh, the bets were That's made... a fancy way of saying, that getting mm, someone to die yep, for it. the you. bets were made on their personal iPhones and that bets were made in their known locations, including university residents and areas of the university City, not routinely open to the public.
1: One of the guys who made bets that wasn't the, the quarterback was Yoma Uwazawike.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We
1: just heard about him because he just got suspended from the Denver Broncos for betting on Broncos games his rookie year. <laughs> he was also betting on Iowa State games when he was at Iowa State. This is a, a habit for him, apparently.
0: Well, first off, it's a habit for most. Co- I, I don't know about now, when, when now that there's so many consequences. Who knows what people are doing? But before legalization, I'd say half the kids on college football teams were betting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'd on their just, own games. I'd say, because to me, that's like I'd say yes. I oh wow, not oh. that many, but but I mean, if you're if you're betting, you're probably betting on your own games, and you're probably betting against yourself too. If you're betting with a, a, at different times, right? Because if it's an illegal bookie, I mean, who's you know, if you're betting with a bookie, Gray, whoever whoever has been caught for that and had any consequence? Pete Rose? <laughs> no one. Yeah, so, like, what would be the deterrent? Mm-hmm. But I know, I mean, let's see, I've known, you know, just through kids that, or friends of mine that played college sports and then they stayed in football. Uh, yeah, betting, I mean, I know coaches are bad. I mean, I know coaches are bet against their own team. Wow. I mean, Yeah, allegedly. Wait, I know about it. I don't know. Um, I think the statute of limitations is up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, the thing here is that is obviously with all these companies, especially DraftKings. By kings,
0: the way, that like, bet against the team won and covered. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, the, like the, all, all these apps now, they're Like I, I have, I have a friend that works for one of the geolocating companies that does the the compliance for DraftKings. They know where every bet is placed from. Like they can tell you where in your house you place the bet from. They are so spot on with the, – they're so good with that, with their technology, to make sure that you're not in a, um, a I mean, jurisdiction a state, that doesn't yeah. allow it, right? Mm-hmm. So what is going on here is they probably said, oh, well, we're tracking these bets from the Iowa State campus from the football facility. Well, wait a minute. Uh, this account is registered to this person that doesn't live here or doesn't work here. And they're getting bets that are and the phone is coming in from exactly. a
3: phone number that matches the Iowa State yeah. starting quarterback's phone the, number.
2: Like the allegations here are that they um, violated the sportsbook user terms and conditions, breach of university and NCAA policies, unfair wagering, and conflict of interest, as well as tax implications.
0: Yeah, tax. I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guessing they didn't win a lot.
3: Or a- any, any. <laughs> and, and these are very, in terms of the quarterback, very negligible amounts amounting to only like, like hundreds of wagers that amount to like $3,000. So, so $10 a wager. Well, That's-
2: one of the players, one of the, the athletes wagers to- 1,283 1, bets totaling $45,640.
3: But he was the aberration.
0: Yeah. But, and here's the thing if you make, how many bets were there? Thousand.
2: This kid made twelve hundred bets. Um, right. So if yeah. you
0: think about it, I mean, even if he hit fifty five percent, I mean, mm. it sounds like a lot. But even if he had a ten percent um, ROI, he would have made four thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. right. You're saying forty.
2: Yeah. And the quarterback is the the twenty six bets that were on Iowa State activities. That's what they're talking so
0: about. So here's the question, and think about this for a second. What is the scenario of their being identified and you know meaning? I can't imagine and if it was. I'm shocked. That DraftKings said, oh, because they got thousands of batters, tens of thousands of batters, whatever the number is, you think they're looking and saying they know that it's in the jurisdiction. That's important, but where, if they're even looking where you're betting other than the jurisdiction, that feels wrong.
2: No, I, I mean, think they have. When it comes to NCAA, mm-hmm. I think that I think that the schools are even partnered with it. I think they are well, like the self monitoring. What would the
0: schools do to help? I mean, what we're saying, is, think about this: if you if you got a DraftKings account. Do you want them assessing where you are on Friday night other than that you're in the jurisdiction? So, Fez, if you go up to um, the chicken ranch or something and you put a couple bets in up at that brothel, which you would never go in 100 years. But let's I hear you... the
3: geolocating works though.
0: <laughs> really? I know, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but does it make sense that they're going to be tracking? Oh, look, he's at the brothel. Maybe we should market to him something else. I mean, like, do you want that?
3: No. I don't want Big Brother looking after me. I I just want them to,
0: like, put stamp them in the state of Nevada. Yeah. So if it was, we identified that this was happening in these college dorms, and now we're going to report it to— The authorities, effectively.
3: I think it's very likely, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there is some informant that had an ax to grind with this person that reported him to somebody and then due diligence forced everyone to research it.
0: And then the fact that they still had the records that allowed them to say where they were on a Friday night making a bet. And that's scary. I would have thought, I I believe the authorities know more than we think, that there's I mean, ever since, back to the political stuff for a second, ever since the, uh, you know, 9-11 and then the Patriot Act, the amount of money that's spent on, a, you know, again, let's give it credit, the apparatus, that there hasn't really been a major, I mean, I think it's fair to say it, a major foreign-driven terrorist attack since 9-11. That's, I would have bet a lot of money that we would have, you know, had won in the time after that, and we should be very grateful we haven't. And acknowledge that that's been effective somewhat with, or in that way, very effective. But the amount of money, in in, in, there's like tens of thousands of people working jobs that you don't even know what they're like. You don't even know these jobs exist. The NSA and that—you look into that—it's amazing. Well, I just saw. I'm sure you saw this movie, like the Sum
3: of All Fears, Tom Clancy. All right, now that's back in the what the the late '80s, right? But the it was I think ten years ago with Ben Affleck it was when ben affleck really? was yeah so
0: when was the book all right, go ahead.
3: okay yeah Check so the, the movie was like 10 years ago so b- b- exactly what you're saying that basically they're they're tracking and they're aware oh oh my gosh this bomb has been imported into the US and they're able to like they they have all this information so they are able to like you know spoiler alert to be able to track where it was and when it came into the country you know in a shipping container
0: so it looks like the movie was 2002 but I'm guessing it was after, you know, late in the year and, and after, you know, a year or so after 9/11. I don't know about the book. Um, oh, look, Tom Brady's ex-wife uh, or was it girlfriend? Or right, uh, Bridget, Bridget Moynahan. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Ben Affleck, Morgan Friedman. Oh, the ba- the the voiceover guy. Yeah, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. All right. Oh, and oh, it was James Cromwell from Succession. All right. I haven't seen that. Is it any good? Very good. Okay. Um, If you would have told me that the kid had his parents making the bets. Now, again, obviously the mistake to some degree was him having the app and then the app's on his phone and they're exactly. tracking his phone. And the
3: parents set up the account, but the kid made the it bets. It should have been,
0: Mom, answer the phone. I got to get this down. Two-teamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get Mom to make the bets. So, I listen, I might be like <laughs> – a guy that's got a squirt gun shooting at the sun, trying to put out the fire. But I think the ship has sailed, and that's not getting tracked. It, it is scary sometimes when you really understand to what degree you're being tracked. But it is, uh, it's mass. And again, if you decide to use Facebook or something, and the exchange is free service for they get to profile you for ads, that feels like a fair exchange. If I'm betting with DraftKings, I don't or any of these books. I'm not sure that my part of my deal, and I'm sure it's somewhere in those 300 pages of you the want terms. Want to be is, an-
1: anonymity though?
0: Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is anonymity is one thing; it, another to say where I'm, it, to say I have a right to pry. I mean, there's a basic right. Put your right business to pri- out there. Yeah, well, why are you just trying to use street terms for? I well, mean, that's <laughs> what it feels
1: like they're doing. Like they're they're putting their- It's
0: not about putting it out there. or Not to me, it's about them even having that information. It doesn't feel like something that should be logged and available. Is where is is isn't it? An, is it shouldn't it be a binary? Yes, no. Was this guy black box? He's in was Nevada. Was this guy in the boom. state? That's yeah. all that matters. Why? Where I am in the state? What does it matter? Right. And and what uh, if someone ends up doing another crime? Is Drive King's going to just say, "Oh, here, government authorities take all this information." I mean, that's a big question, right? These mm-hmm. days, I don't. I in general, I am against. I think everyone should at least know their trade-off if they're trading things. It's hard to ask someone to trade something off if they don't
1: know it. Like you said, though, it's probably somewhere in that 300 pages that you, you agreed to. You no,
0: know, True, but but it, it's not—I think—and again, I'm not the, I don't have the depth of knowledge of the law like the Supreme Court justice would, but it does feel like if—what percentage of people ever look at that? If the people presenting it make it onerous to know the basic facts by making it 300 pages— there's there's a legal argument to say that that's not truly informed consent, and that's what it's supposed to be. But again, if somehow the government, if the big business was involved, and again, I am a pro-business guy. I hate business welfare. So if a you know, I hate the fact that the banks made all those mistakes in 2008, but they all made money from it. I hate that. I think it should be a Darwinian system. If you're asking the people who have less money that get food stamps, To make it Darwinian, that hey you try, we'll help you a little bit, but you better go get a job and all that. Which I think we should do that, but then why should there be welfare for the businesses? That's to me is what I hate about the Marco Rubios. That I always call them the Chamber of Commerce Republicans. The guys that are you know got their ties and suits, and they told us NAFTA was okay. And it was going to be all good for all of us. But they knew all along it, w- what it was going to be. And Ross Perot came in and said in 92 and said, this is it's a big sucking sound of this stuff going. And now in hindsight, no one disagrees. The whole middle class got hollowed out. And, and it's like, to me, the, the, I don't mind a tough business environment or a tough life environment. I think the world's tough, right? We got enough money. We can kind of make it where it's not tough as a country. But we're 20-what billion or trillion in debt. I don't know. I think what I know for sure is you should be at least as hard on the businesses as you are on people, and it doesn't seem that way. Feds, you're kind of a chamber of commerce Republican, generally.
3: You know, I was thinking back at like all the handouts that were given out to companies with COVID,
0: yeah. and you know, well, COVID, everyone got handouts.
3: I mean, it's just, but 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 staggering amounts. You know, we're we're basically there, like you're 24 twenty thousand dollar plus, you know, here or there with almost no documentation required. And it's like who's gonna pay for all this? Stuff? Oh wow,
0: Johnny. 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 Johnny.
3: Johnny's no, I'm not gonna pay for it. I'm not gonna live long enough to pay for uh, it all. Yeah. I
0: mean yeah, John I mean it's always the next generation.
3: Yes. I, you I, know, I, kicking it kicking it down the road. You know, what's interesting about this news breaking mm-hmm. is that like the second I saw oh, he bet on allegedly, he bet on, you know, I Iowa State football games and I just assumed. Uh, you know, that was he bet on his team, but there's no chance this, kid, this kid's gonna play. And so we like like immediately my thought was, Oh, I gotta bet Iowa State under. I mean, like, how important is he? And it's like apparently he's not that good, but he was a starter last year. That's, Didn't it move like eight times of a winner? Yeah, so went exactly went from five point five to four point eight. But what will happen now Sorry, is this and we talk about this oftentimes, a number basically information getting baked in. So basically It is now the the marketplace that said, okay, he's not playing. We're making it under five, lay a dollar thirty-four. Sometimes,
0: if there's uncertainty, we parse part of the move of what his value is.
3: Exactly, but I would argue there's no uncertainty. He is not going to play this year, and what's going to happen is that within the next. Week or so, he's going to be kicked off the team, and he and it's clear, 100, percent he's not going to play, and then it's going to drop down even further to four and a well, half. Well, he's already left the team; like he's, he's not already, with the team. Oh, but but it, has he officially he said been stepped away? Was
1: it? Yeah, you. he he said that uh, he's step he's going to focus on his studies and on the defense or the defense of his criminal charge. That's what he told the the coaching staff. I well,
3: I recant that. I so it largely is it's already, yeah. but, been but I
0: disagree. I disagree. Mm. I think logically, you're right. I think what's going to happen is there'll be an official announcement yes. that's even beyond this, or they'll announce the starter is someone other than him, and the market will move a exactly, little bit.
3: Older. Exactly. It'll still move because there's people, let's face it, there's people betting MLB right now, and they're betting the Hall of Fame game, and they're not focused on college football, and they're going to be, the Iowa State quarterback's dismissed, yeah, boom, you know, and they'll bet it again, even yeah. though it's already baked in.
2: Well, this kid had third most interceptions in the country last year, and they were a 4-8 and eight football team, so... Yeah.
0: So Scott, I might actually help him out. I never have a good sense of your like position on things. Like, how do you think about when it comes to things like geo tracking and all that? I mean, like, is it something that? Well, I'll let you answer. Uh,
2: Obviously, we know what we sign up for, and I think we
0: don't. Though, really,
2: that's that's true. I also think though, and and maybe I'm naive, but I'm I'm kind of under the impression of like small fish. They don't care about you know. And so it's Seems
0: it's, like this little kid this kid who's what 20 years old 19 years how old is he?
2: He's a junior so yeah, but this is also like I think in in my estimation this was like the school was involved because they already— in, in, in the investigation. Yes, because they had already self-reported gambling allegations. Like, this is not the first time that Iowa State has been involved with with gambling with student-athletes. They had 26 student-athletes in five men's sports were flagged as a part of a, uh, an investigation. So I who's think— doing all this yeah, investigating? Who's, who's throwing the flag? Every like, school has compliance
1: departments. Every, so this is
0: not—so do you think that there—do you think there's any more people betting in Iowa State than any other? Than
1: school? Alabama. A, no, but I, mm-hmm. I think I think guys at Iowa State got caught up in it. Yeah, and Iowa State is had to. Called,
0: what does "caught up in it" mean? You mean that they're doing it more than? No, the
1: other? they there were people who got reported and caught doing it. Okay. So Iowa State had to further investigate. Which that's what happens when one guy gets caught. People are like, "Hey, your your department's got this going on.
0: You but, need but, to look but into how it." How did they get caught initially, and why isn't anyone being caught at Alabama or Ohio State? I, I, well, maybe I, it's
1: the Broncos guy that led to everything. I, I think
2: maybe if, he started it all.
3: I think if you're a journalist for the uh, the Iowa State newspaper, you can report the story without getting killed. But if you're in, at Alabama, there's. It, it, do we even know it started with a with a journalist? We don't. We, 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 we don't. But I'm just using that as an example. There's no way someone in in the heart of SEC country that values their career who would ever try to break a, a story like
0: this, bringing a program down. What percentage of kids that took one snap in NCAA football Division One? In, since the legalization of gambling, so it's been five years, right? Every, imagine every kid that took a snaps on a list. What percentage of those kids haven't bet on college sports? I would make the case that over fifty percent have placed a bet. I'd go under, but I don't, I'd i would go like would go like a. I'd go like a fourth. Okay, so I mean, I agree, your, yeah, I, I agree with you. percent. Yeah,
3: I agree with you. Direction with that. A lot of them are, but I, I don't think it's. Right, but I might
0: be out of touch. That's just I'm Twenty-five percent, right? Right. So how many thousands would that be? Let's just say Division One football and basketball is all we're looking at. I
1: mean, literally thousands. So 125 teams and 120 kids per roster.
0: Yeah, for one year. Yeah. That's just football. Yeah. So to me, this is – and I know sometimes it's the luck of the draw. You get caught, you don't get caught. But it's so disproportionate. There's like one group getting caught or two or three, and there's hundreds of them doing it. Same thing in the pros. Hockey players apparently don't ever wager.
3: When was the last time you heard about a hockey player getting in trouble? And they gamble all the time. You're in the casinos, RJ. I see a lot of guys that look familiar gambling.
0: Yeah, but, but you know, again, betting on sports versus betting on, you know, craps or whatever. Well, I'm saying I, I'm confident they bet on I, hockey and they're just not. It's just not being looked for. I hate hypocrisy and I get it. You got to have rules, but make rules that actually are going to be followed. Like it's like kids not drinking. I get it. If you're over 21, uh, maybe you should be 21. You know, it's a cliche, but you can go to, you could have got drafted for Vietnam, but you can't have a beer. It is a, I will say this, it's the most absurd thing in the world. What percentage of, let's use Scott as an example, or or AJ, you two will be the example. What percentage of your life's uh, path? was 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 defined by your actions before the age of 21. Meaning, would you go to college or not? Did you go into the service or not? Did you get caught in something and got went to juvie? Whatever, right? It feels like about at least half of your life, if not more, for sure, is kind of locked in. Not the exact thing, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. general... You're not going usually to Yale. Mackenzie would have never went to Yale if he didn't make decisions when he was 14, 15, 16 that led to it. So, like... And by 21, you're pretty much graduated. I graduated from college before I was 21. So the idea of that you should have made every decision that leads to at least half of your life and you yet to be allowed to have a decision and have a beer.
3: You know, this is a great point because <laughs> I, speaking for my family, I could say every one of us, like the forecast of where we'd be other possibly than myself was spot on like 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 my sister and my brother and my sister's kids they are exactly where I would have projected them to have been back at age 21.
0: And you might seem like a left turn but you vice president at Transamerica in your mid 30s and now you're still in a white collar job. It's a little more you know off the beaten path but it's a white collar job. I was job. studying at 1 in the
3: morning at tech lives in my engineering courses in my junior year when I was 21. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so we have all these there's just hypocrisy throughout the country, throughout the world, and it's like, why not try to diminish it? Why not say, we're going to get these kids out? If you really think gambling's a problem, get them help. But why? There's really legal charges. Like, we should be spending our resources... Or, or this is a state investigation, I'm assuming, instead of helping people that can't read. This is a great point.
3: I mean, I'm fine with like suspending them from the f- 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 and not letting them play athletics anymore, but this whole uh, criminal charges for guys betting
1: $12 a game or, 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 or $50 a game, are you serious? Well, remember, the criminal charges are for trying to— They can make up any— I mean, you're right. Yeah, they can make up what because, they want to.
0: What I'm saying is, by the letter of the law, they did probably, I'm guessing, violate that. It's like you ever see when they get mad at you see like with Trump, whatever you want to say, the amount of person, you know, you can think he's done illegal things you cannot think. But the amount of p- prosecution power that's been applied to it is 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 off the charts. Yeah. And then they say, oh, we're going to add three more things. And then some, you know, it's the famous story of a kid's running and he's got a TV. Cop says, freeze, put up your hands. He puts up his hands, the TV <laughs> drops, and they get him for, you know, Destruction of property. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a, <laughs> I don't know when we'll have another president. No, they said they threw it at him. I but. don't know when we'll have another president, by the way, who's not charged with like, or not some X. sort of criminal investigation. Oh,
0: was that like, what it was? I want to say, go ahead. Yeah, in American History X there's a character who stole a TV, Was was apprehended— dropped the TV and was arrested for throwing the TV at the cop. I mean, hmm. that sounds crazy and, and like oh that's a goofy story. No, it's not. But but well, you're right because well, also the impeachment too is once it once the gloves come off, yep. It's a and and that really is a third-world country kind of thing. If you lose the election, you go to jail because they don't want you gathering power. And you know, Trump does make an interesting point that that Odds of him becoming the nominee the next time were slim. When's the last time someone lost after winning that even ran again, right? Jimmy Carter didn't run, uh, George H.W. Bush that lost after one term. But once he kept, like, he was going to run and then he was leading the polls, all of a sudden there's all this legal stuff. It's like, what about the two years prior? Like, how long did these investigations – this is nothing. Now, you could say with the documents case, well, it's stuff he did since he was out, but, like the stuff, the, some of this stuff that's coming down, it was like when he was in office, yeah. right at, so well, now the stuff with Biden, too, is the same way. Like they're coming after him too. and, and I think, well are they?
1: Yes, who is. Like there was there, and there was a thing yesterday where what you know, they're bringing up his son's phone call, his son calling him on a speaker phone. but it's the Republicans
0: saying, in the House that have no prosecute, no power to prosecute.
1: Right, but it's uh, do you think it's not going to come eventually? Like, I think that's the goal of everybody is to now like, okay. And by the way, every politician is a criminal. like You're not going to find politicians who aren't criminals. So you're going to find something eventually. You dig far enough.
0: But somehow no ex-president had ever even been indicted of a crime. Nope. All right. But, you know, listen, last thing I'll say, and anyone else can close on this, is on this topic, is when someone believes that their mission is more important than the rules. That's the most dangerous thing. So think I'm a I was raised Catholic. I, I like a lot of things about the Catholic Church. I don't go to church. I'm busy Sundays. <laughs> but the fact is, anyone that has any humanity has to hate the whole child molestation stuff. Like you just gotta hate, and you gotta hate the cover up. Right? There was a cover up, no doubt. But you know why there was a cover-up? The people thought the church was more important than the rules. And thus, if the church got hurt, all the good we do would suffer. And you know what? Maybe sometimes that's the case, meaning that the equation does— but people aren't in a position to make that assessment. It's no one's job to do that. You're supposed to just follow the rules. If you get caught, you should have turned the people in. And to me, that's all. if it's political, it's like Donald Trump is enough of a risk that even though we know this is off and this, we're going to do it anyway— Right, because we got to keep him from the white. It's always that, and to me, it's I, I don't want to bring this up, but it's what Hitler thought. Hitler felt that he was right, and he would start all those people dying in the concentration camps and the war. That's worth it for his vision. That's pretty dangerous, and I don't think I've ever really compared anyone to Hitler, but I do think that people that believe their mission is bigger than the law or the rules are very dangerous. What do you think, Faz? Do you agree?
3: You yeah. know. Largely, yes. And it comes back to if you could go back in time and Hitler's a baby, would you kill him
0: as a baby? Oh, well, no. 19- I mean, that's all 1920, that's the, you, know? I mean, that's always, you know? the that's always—you know, what Joe Kennedy said after—and it really, you think about how stunningly accurate it was— Joe Kennedy was a big, you know, JFK's dad was a big um, appeasement guy. Pretty much he's like, let's not go to war. Let's not go to war. And finally, you know, he ended up having his political career go into the toilet because he was considered an appeaser. Once we Mm -hmm. decided to go to war, it was like, you're, you know, kind of a coward or whatever. But what he said was, I don't, we're going to win probably, he says, but in the end, we're going to go home and someone else is going to be the next Hitler. Mm. And and, it, and it's going to be the same. And if you look at it, the the what Russia took over after the war was pretty much what Germany controlled, except for France. You know, so they took over everything. You know, east or I guess it would be. Let me see. Why east? I guess east of you know, uh, Ber- east Berlin or whatever. I guess it, even further in because Berlin obviously was on one side, and they had two different. The wall was just in the city, but it's like. Stalin was in a way, some would say statistically worse than Hitler. If you look at the number of people Stalin had killed, it was more. So we're talking atrocities in the millions regardless, but it's like really what 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 changed? It was just another tyrant that was running things. So I you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if Hitler would have been I mean, I don't think we could have let him keep France or whatever, but it's like I don't know. I don't know what really changed. Like, show me the time in history that everything's good and no one that doesn't have enough is—everyone's content. Like, you know, I don't have enough, but I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, and, and if, just, you, if you look back the history of America, right? If, if, if for some reason aliens came and supplied the Native American Indians with, like, nuclear you know, arms or, and they won or, the or war— guns. —and they won the war, we would have been Hitler
0: with what we did to them. It, well, for sure. I mean, with the smallpox—I mean, it, listen, agreed. So I, so really you're nihilistic, Faz. You said nothing means anything. Everyone's a killer. So what the hell? <laughs> Sometimes I mean, and I looked at a map of the world and like you
3: know <laughs> Moscow and St. Petersburg. You always think about like oh think about the Germans and how far they invaded and then they had uh-huh. to retreat all the way. And then you look at a map of Russia uh-huh. and like Moscow and St. Petersburg are like way way the hell in Western Russia. Uh-huh. There's like this like it's unbelievable how big Russia
0: is. Uh, that, that's a but but still there was a D. I mean. The, the, they did go deep into Russia. You're saying it. They went no. Far- they went like one
3: eighth of the way into Russia. Right, that's so, where so Moscow what you're saying is. Is you.
0: They went a long way. It just was only a fraction of the way. All the way to the other co- the other ocean. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, you can see Russia from Alaska.
2: You can you can walk there sometimes
3: <laughs>
2: when that when that uh, the ice bridge comes.
3: There's only one <laughs> country between America and um, uh, Norway, and that's Russia. Hmm.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Grover Cleveland, by the way.
0: Yes. He was the one. You mentioned, ran,
2: you yeah, mentioned Trump he won. losing and then coming back. He was the president. Uh, he lost the reelection mm-hmm. and then he ran again and won.
0: And that was like 1910 or something, right?
2: It was like 1800s. Yeah, okay. Benjamin Harrison. Did I get that right? I don't know.
0: But I'm saying even was competitive, meaning that, that he was the one to win a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I can't recall anyone. I know there's been no one before FD, or after FDR. Right, So it's the first time since at least 28, I guess. Teddy Roosevelt had quite a campaign in 1912. I'd give him a little bit of credit, but yeah, generally historically accurate. He didn't even... Well, first of all, don't talk like you're the authority. (laughs) He ran as a third party, moose party. Exactly. So when you run as a third party, it means you've lost. (laughs) Be soft and carry a big stick. (laughs) All right. You know, once he got shot and he had his notes in his pocket and it saved him from getting killed in theory. Like the bullet went... No, that's supposedly a true story. I don't know. Remembering this succession where they're like saying, this is a drink or this is some kind of dish or something that Teddy Roosevelt gave us. Remember when they were up visiting the rich family that they were going to buy the the pierces? Yeah.
2: I don't remember the Teddy Roosevelt comment,
0: though. Uh uh All right. So we agree that the government is bad. Always. (laughs) Anything else in this game? I mean, do you think this... Do you think this oppresses or uh, hinders people from batting? Because I got to be honest with you. My dad was always a conspiracy guy. Like, he never let us get fingerprinted. Like, there was a time in the 80s that everyone would get fingerprinted at school in case you got abducted. But he didn't want us to get in figure. He goes, oh, when the Russians come, they'll grab those and hunt you down. So, you know, I never bought into all that too much, but I kind of know that things can get a
3: little, you know, squirrely. I actually think it very much deters people from betting because what will happen is now all these just schools like like Jacksonville State are going to have an emergency meeting and, like like, remind every one of their athletes that, like, look – you know, Big Brother's coming for mm-hmm. you. Like, you, you, if you're doing uh, this, you, you it's so they'll there'll be meetings going on throughout the country. So awareness because of this and awareness. awareness, and yeah. you
0: think that deters the batters who are who shouldn't be betting because they are in the NCAA or whatever.
3: Yes, because the
0: universities <clears throat> will make it very clear to them that uh, there's a zero tolerance for it. Okay, and what about general batters? Is there a sense that this kind of insight? I mean, it is creep. If you're do, imagine. What you do in a typical week—that you're alone, that no one knows what you're doing—like you're in the bathroom, you're uh, taking a rest, and you're on—you know—you look up something on on your uh, iPad. If you thought that someone was observing you as you did those things you do alone, how how disconcerting is that? Pretty massively disconcerting, right? Yeah. Think about it, AJ. <laughs> If, if every action of yours was tracked with a geo, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of think just the awareness of how closely they can follow, like they know he was in a certain dorm. That seems weird. I don't know. That makes me less inclined kind of want to put one of those apps on my phones or maybe get a burner phone. You know, if there's one more thing in the NFL, uh, before we have coming up next, the ACC preview from A.J. Hoffman and Scott Seidenberg with Fez, you know, varied comments. The first game of the Bengals is against the Browns. So when Burrow reports, and we were texting about it, from what I saw, it was like, uh-oh, he's comes up, non-contact injury. There was a moment or a little bit of time people thought it could be Achilles, could be ACL, ACL. From my understanding is the line has returned to where it was before, as if this never happened.
3: Mm, just a tiny modification. Since he was minus 2.6, mm-hmm. now since he's anywhere, last time we checked, from minus 1.5 to minus 2.5. Yeah, so so if you call
0: oh, 2. If you shop it, you can get a 2.5.
3: You can still get the same number you would have played.
0: Yeah, so, yes. Uh, so general market a little bit, but you can still play the same number. Yes. Isn't there an unquestionable effect on this game? If only in prep time. If Even if we knew 100% he was going to be back, 100% he doesn't re-injure it, ha, losing all this prep time seems to be meaningful. I agree. And
3: I would say losing the prep time, the proper move would be from 2.6 to 2, which has already occurred. But there's a free roll. A tenth of a point? No, six tenths. Six tenths. 2.6 to
0: 2.0. Okay, but, but, but what we're saying is you can get
3: 2.5 right now. Yeah, that's a rogue number. Two is the market number.
0: Yeah, okay, but I—, I what I had heard, and it's been a couple of days, is two and a half was available. It's available. But yes, go ahead.
3: yes. And but, but I think it's an ultimate free roll. That that you, that if anything, you like you said, maybe that's a, maybe it should be one and a half. There there clearly has to, there has to be some adjustment. Mm-hmm. Is it a quarter of a point? Is it one and a half points? I don't know the answer. And that's if he plays. But what if he doesn't play? Well, then Cleveland's going to be laying three and a half.
0: And the reoccurrence rate on on these. Uh, calf injuries is 30% the same season. That The 30% of people that have a calf injury will re-injure it during the year. So, I mean, it seems like the time coming back and the practice to get ready for game one is is a prime time of re-injury.
3: Yeah, I agree, and I think... I, I like Cleveland anyway, so I think you should bet Cleveland. In fact, I'm probably going to give it out to my clients. It's look right.
2: no further than last year. You know, he misses the training camp with the appendix and in week one, he's Starts
3: slow. Horrible. Six interceptions were yeah. there, right? You know, what's interesting is the Cleveland—the the, the, the Cincy season win number dropped, as we would expect, from 11.5. It was like 11.4 and dropped to 11. But the Cleveland season win number has gone up uh, from like 9.1 to 9.3. So think about this. Um, Cleveland plays 17 games, so— You know, clearly the market, the season win market saying this injury is more important than week one, which makes no sense at all. Because week one is where it should be the most magnified.
0: But maybe some of this is the idea of Burrow's fragile.
3: Yeah. Because he's had
0: a lot of injury issues. But
3: that wouldn't impact the Cleveland, you know. He's never had a full training camp. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Repeat what you were just well, saying. Well, that that explains the Cincy l- season win number, but the the Cleveland, it's it's they only play Cincy twice. You know, so why is why is the Cleveland
0: season win number moving almost as much as the Cincy season? Well, win I number? think there's general more opt. I think Cleveland is a team that people are waking up to say, wait a minute. They have a better team than maybe they've had, other than the quarterback, than they've had the whole time. Uh, you know, this is strong. What?
3: This, this is strong because basically what you're saying, and I agree with this, is people are like, oh, I was going to bet Cleveland anyways. Oh, Jesus Christ, i got to get on this now because other pe- people other people, are going to bet it for other reasons.
0: I think in general, Cleveland's getting a lot of, of people coming to realize, why aren't we higher on them, it seems yeah. like the question. Uh, you mentioned it. McKenzie's got the exact numbers. This does make a good point. After a limited camp last year, he played in week one, four interceptions. Uh, and then I think he had a fumble, too. Never had more than two interceptions in any game otherwise. So we got a history. He does come out at least one game rusty when he misses time in camp. Had the injury, appendicitis last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Came out rusty. Now he's got the calf injury. So Yeah, yeah. and it seems like game one was the game. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of rusty. Wait, what does that even mean? We get, we get the boys, the college boys, who also, remember, S-O-V-A-M, that's every day that doesn't include Saturday and Sunday. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Thursday. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> and it's out usually, well, almost always by, like, what, 5 a.m. Eastern? Unless we drag so long it's too late.
1: <laughs> yeah, last week it was, like, uh, 5.45, just, six, hey, just, 6 a.m. If,
0: if it comes out late. Just go straight to SOV, or I'm sorry, go straight to the Dream Preview, and you know it's a good long episode. (laughs) And let's be honest, both shows are good, but, you know, come on. Come on. Here's the boys. And by the way, I won't be saying much, but if I object to anything strongly, I'll speak up from, you know, a few miles away at my house. Here comes the ACC. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer, you're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash That's drinkag1.com slash RJ Bell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DriveKings Pick 6 app now. And sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem.
1: Let's take a look at the ACC as we continue to run through our college football conference previews. Uh, man, it's getting close. We're about three weeks away from... No, yeah, we're going to have to
2: do the group of five soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. We're getting there. Uh, but let's get into the ACC. We'll have a winner, a dark horse, uh, a forced over, and a forced under in the ACC, and uh I think we've got some disagreement at the top here, Scott. So uh, I'll let you take the lead. Who is your ACC champion?
2: My champion is Clemson, and it's correlated to my overplay, which is Clemson over 10. Uh, I love the flat number because I think that the push is the worst-case scenario here. When you look at their team— Cade Klubnick now takes over at starting quarterback, and he should be a star. Running back Will Shipley is an absolute beast, and the defense is so elite. They have two tackles in the middle that could play in the SEC, and they're the only team in the country outside of the SEC that has these type of caliber players on defense. The offense last year, 33 points per game, over 400 yards per game, will be better this year with Klubnick at quarterback. And you look at their schedule. The three toughest games are all at home. They got Notre Dame at home, North Carolina at home, and Florida State at home. And I'll be honest, they could probably play Florida State twice. Remember, the ACC doesn't have divisions this year. The two top teams are going to play each other in the conference championship game. But when it comes to Clemson against Florida State, they've won seven straight games against Florida State. They have not lost to Florida State since Jameis Winston was the quarterback there. They only have back-to-back road games one time this season. I think the schedule plays into their hands. At worst, they are a 10-win football team, and this number pushes. But I think 11 wins is a realistic expectation, possibly even an undefeated season if they do get by Notre Dame. That's a 12-win season and an ACC
1: championship. My question to you, what what have you seen in your life? Mm Mm-hmm. From Cade Klubnik, that makes you think he will be elite.
2: I think he played very well last year in limited in limited opportunity, and he was one of the top recruited team players in the country.
1: Everyone I, wanted this kid. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those guys turn into sure, dog shit. Sure, uh, like DJ Uyunglele. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it happens all the time. And like Klubnik, th- he he threw for a lot of empty yards uh, in the bowl game against Tennessee, but he threw two picks. He just he – no touchdowns. He, was, he wasn't that good, and that was against – I mean, Tennessee's a, a good defense. I don't think Tennessee was, like, an elite defense.
2: He's the fourth favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. A lot of people are
1: high on him. Sure. But, I mean, but, but why? Because of what he did in high school? Because he got – he yeah. has a bunch of stars by his name when he, when he got recruited? I, I don't I, – that just doesn't I, – I don't know how much that means now. And uh, we, we saw Tyler Van Dyke uh, at Miami. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Last year – I think he was top five in high, preseason Heisman. By the end of the season, everybody's like, what's going on with this kid? Like, can he play? The question's going into this year is, can Van Dyke play? So, Where's, I, the, where's the three losses on their schedule? I'm not saying there's three losses, and I, I, I don't think there are. I think the, the ACC, more than any conference, mm-hmm. I, I like the win total over. Little,
2: like, Clemson's favored in every single game this season. So they win every game. They're 12-0.
3: Like, yeah. Their margin for error isn't that good because I got projected numbers on mm-hmm. all these teams. So Florida State and Notre Dame, minus three projected. Exactly. They're so, home, they're favored. So it's, so it's a tall order to ask them to sweep there. Um, and then they, there's a lot of minefields here where minus eight and a half in Miami, Florida, minus eight and a half at NC State. Minus eight and a half North Carolina, minus seven at South Carolina. So that's opener against Duke at Duke. So that's uh, minus ten and a half at Duke. So you get, you, you, I mean, it sounds like, well, that's a win, that's a win, that's mm-hmm, a win. You, mm-hmm. you stack, you stack four minus eights together. That's only two point eight wins. That's that. I mean, the, the three is good, you know.
2: With a ten, with a win total of ten, it's allowing them to lose one of those close home games and have one hiccup on the road. And push the number at ten and
3: two, which is obviously that's why the number ten. And yes, that's the, that's the most likely scenario. And then the, two point eight might be too low. So three. Mm-hmm. So then the question is: So if it's three, if they drop one of those games, you could make you could certainly make the case of well, they're going to win the rest of them probably. And now if they go one and one, we push. And if they sweep, they they, they get to yes. 11.
2: And ten and two, even if they do, even if they wind up pushing that number that's still going to be first or second place in the ACC they will be in the ACC championship I, game i honestly where they will be favored in the ACC
1: championship i don't i don't know i think it'll
2: probably be a pickem i mean you, well it you, depends what happens in that game against florida state cuz yeah. it winds up being a rematch against florida state and if they beat them convincingly at home they're certainly not going to be a pickem against florida state in the ACC championship game yeah.
1: here's what florida state has that that clemson doesn't have and i like florida state to win the conference at plus 150 this is going to be great cuz i'm going to go after you go okay. ahead Florida State's got something that that really nobody else in the conference has, and that is consistency. They've got the same coach. They've got the same OC. They've got the same quarterback that they did a year ago. Jordan Travis is in his sixth year, and he had a breakout season. Uh, I I have no reason to think he's not going to be even better. Plays behind one of the best offensive lines in football, maybe the best outside of Michigan. Uh, he's got two elite weapons on the outside, six foot seven, Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell, the the tight end transfer from South Carolina. And then you add the elite run game that they had last year. I think they can compete with anyone in the conference. The run defense was an issue last year. Like there's no doubt that that's something that they have to shore up before they take the next step, but they did a great job addressing the line through the transfer portal it helps that most of these teams are going to have to run because mm-hmm. you can't pass on this team. They, they are world-class pass rush and back end. They're, they're secondaries elite. Uh, the home schedule, and this is why I like Florida State, the home schedule is a walkthrough. Yes. They cannot lose a home game. Like, you, they might as well just have bye weeks every week. Uh, and all you've got to do is finish top two in, with the new setup of the ACC. You're not worried about who's going to win this division, this so th- division. This is,
2: let me get this straight. This is your champion, not a win total bet. Not a win total. Okay. This okay. is just for the championship. Because uh, my win total and cha- and over – uh, my, my champion Yours and, are the same. and win total are correlated. I mean, yes.
1: I think, that, I think that these two – I mean, I, I think one of us wins this bet for sure for who wins the ACC. I don't see another team really having a realistic shot. I would almost write in pencil, unless there's an injury, mm-hmm. to a quarterback – these are the teams that are going to be playing in the ACC championship. I agree. And I, I like what Florida State's doing a little bit more right now, plus 150. I, I, I feel like that's better than I'd be able to get on game day.
2: Clemson's plus 145 to win. Yep. So very, I like, very close. Very close. Now, I have Clemson over 10 wins, and I think at worst-case scenario, it's a push. I have Florida State under 10 wins. I, I want to hear why. And at worst-case scenario, it's a push. Lose the opener to LSU, lose the road game to Clemson, worst-case scenario. This is a ten and two team. I mean, best case scenario. Excuse me, if you have the under, and they're dogs in both games. They're dogs against LSU. They're dogs at Clemson.
1: They're dogs at home to LSU, who they beat,
0: not at home
2: or neutral, oh, site. A neutral site, who mm-hmm. they beat last year. Sure, LSU, okay. LSU. Didn't you and I talk about them as potential college football playoff yeah, team? Like LSU's going to be really good. They were this really year. good last year. Yeah, I agree. I think they're better this year. A
3: little sharp money. Early on, and well, correction—a little money. It's too mm-hmm. early to say sharp. Sure, baby. a sure. little money on Florida State uh, taking out the plus three down to two and a half on that.
2: Sure. Um, like I said, if they lose to LSU and lose to Clemson on the road, at at the only, that it's a if they win the rest of the games, this is just a push at ten. That's why I like the flat number. Under is minus one forty. Juice, by the way. Uh, if they have one more loss, then you cash this thing. You, you're right. The home games are easy, but the road games are tough. Um, Florida State hasn't beaten Wake Forest since 2018. They haven't won a game in Winston-Salem since 2017. And now they have to go there this year to, to, to face them. The defense struggled last year against elite passers. We know their offense is going to be good under Travis. Can this defense hold up when they go up against Daniels and LSU? When they go up against Club Nick and Clemson in that high powered offense, when they go to, you know,
1: against, you know, again, weight. no one thought Clemson's offense was high powered last year. Literally no. 33
2: one. points per game, over 400 points, over 400 yards per game. Did it fit? Like, is it, is it what you expected? No, but that's because we have lofty expectations. That was still one of the top, product, top production wise. I think I, 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 I like Florida State. I really do. I really do. But I think, at best, they are a 10-2 football team, which is why I'll take the under-10, because all it takes is one screw-up, yep. and they're a nine-win football team.
3: One bad-weather day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in November, a, and yep. the team from Florida comes in, and they're shivering on the sidelines, and it's 35 it's all it takes. degrees. Or
2: they lose at Gainesville, final game of the season, rivalry week, lose to Florida, whatever. Nine wins. Like did, the, 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 There's no margin for error. Now, granted, if they
1: beat well, LSU, I mean, you're saying there's no margin for error for, against a team that they're a coin flip basically against that they beat a year ago, and they're probably going to be a, a what a three point, f- four point dog at Clemson. Like these aren't like locks, no. They, so, like saying that they like they can't afford any, they could win, they could win at LSU, and then how good do you feel about your under?
3: If they if they win at LSU, you don't feel good about the under, but if they lose against LSU, you're feel like great about. It. I, I I win or I push exactly. Yeah, lose the lose game
2: one against LSU, and I think that this is at worst the push. But I, I feel really good about it. And if they beat LSU, well, then I'm like, well, then I,
1: I need the upset. Then I, I need them I need to some lose in, the game.
3: I need some injuries. I need, I need help. Something to go yeah. wrong.
1: I need help, and that's why I prefer Florida State for winning the ACC versus winning the, or going over a win total because that that LSU game. Really You're right because they nothing. can be nine
2: and three and be the second place yeah. team in the ACC. Because their ACC record will be, they'll have one, they're a one loss ACC team. Their only conference loss is probably going to be to Clemson. They'll run through the rest of their schedule, and then it's like, okay, their win total goes under, but they only have one loss in the conference. They're the second place team in the conference, and they go to the conference championship game.
1: I'll go ahead, since you went to your win total under, I'll go to mine. Uh, Mine is Virginia, and I feel bad. It's under three and a half. I feel bad because Tony Elliott's first season couldn't have gone much worse. They were, they were, the on-field struggles were expected, but you have three players murdered. It kind of put a cloud over his whole first season, and they're basically trying to reset this whole thing again. Brendan Armstrong gone to NC State. What was supposed to be a QB battle between Monmouth transfer Tony Musket and their veteran backup, Jay Wolfolk has now become a one-horse race because Wolfolk decided a week or two ago – uh, I'm going to go and focus on baseball. I'm going to take the season off from football. He's a, an MLB prospect. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So he's out. So that means Monmouth transfer. Uh, Tony Musket is at the helm. I I mean, I've seen some film on him. I don't know if like playing at Monmouth transfers to or translates to the ACC. That's hard. Their best running back that they brought in, another guy coming from the – the lower levels of college football, trying to make a big jump to the ACC. And the coverage relatively bare for Muscat. They lost their top three receivers to graduation or the portal. Uh, their leading returning production is a tight end named Grant Mish. He had 17 catches a year ago. That's the best. That's the most production they've got coming back. Uh, and their leading rusher last year was Brendan Armstrong, who, as I mentioned, their quarterback, who is now gone. Most of the defense returns from last year. They lost their top two corners, though. They lost their best linebacker to the portal. They did bring in a guy from Clemson, uh, a transfer named Malcolm Green at corner, but I think generally the the, the defense is going to be about the same, uh, maybe not better, not worse. And what's the number? Three and a half? Three and a half. All the
0: right.
1: schedule's very manageable, by the way. Like there's... There's, They avoid FSU and Clemson, which sure. I don't like. Sure.
2: Right now there's one win on their schedule, and that's William and Mary.
1: I don't even know if that's a win. Well, William I, and Mary was like ten and two last yeah, year.
2: Well, I, I was going to say that about James Madison. I don't James, think James Madison's a win.
1: James Madison. I would bet is a loss. Yeah, like it, that's the thing. Like it, you, ten, their non-conference is it's a non-starter with Tennessee. Yeah, they're so, not beating Tennessee.
2: This, this, is the, this is the schedule: Tennessee, James Madison, Maryland, NC State, Boston College, William and Mary, North Carolina, Miami, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Duke, and Virginia Tech. You want to say win one of the James Madison, William and Mary games, and then. Beat Boston College and I, I don't know Georgia
3: Tech at home. That's they'll, it, they'll be favorite against Georgia Tech. Yes, yeah, so I think three
1: win team. I think what you're getting here is you're seeing people who look at the schedule and they see, oh, James Madison, there's a free win. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not, yeah, no, you see William and Mary, mm-hmm. oh, there's a free win, and they are a, a, an FC or an FCS school, but they're like a, a very high level FCS school. Who can compete with this team? Like I've got no doubt that they can compete with this team. Uh, they beat Charlotte last year, and Charlotte uh, obviously isn't an ACC school, but Charlotte last year I think was better than this team. Well, let me ask
3: you. I mean, aren't a lot of these other teams way down, like Boston College, Georgia yes. Tech, and Virginia Tech, though? Yes.
2: Yes, which is why, like, I think their three wins, like I said, could be one of the James Madison, William and Mary games. They'll split those, and I think they'll beat Boston College and they'll beat Georgia Tech.
1: I don't think I. I think Boston College may be a buy on team. Like I kinda okay. like what I've what I've been reading about Boston College. So I, I don't think very highly of Georgia Tech, but I, I you know what? I, I really think Virginia's the worst team in this conference. Um, they'll like you said, they'll be favored against Georgia Tech, but I don't think I don't think on a neutral they're necessarily better than them. So, uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a, an under for me on Virginia under three and a half.
2: All right, I'll go with my dark horse here and remember our dark horse rules anything above five to one is considered a dark horse. Well, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than the uh, five to one. Let's go North
1: Carolina ten to one. We've got the same one here, so this
2: really? this will be all right. here's my reasoning. First off, just get into the game, right? Finish second in the ACC, you get into the game, and once you're in the game, you're getting a great number at 10 to 1 here. Drake May is one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, I think that under new offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey, he's only going to get better. Their schedule is tough to start, but then it softens up greatly, and there's no Florida State, no Notre Dame. And look, at, let's just start with the opener, neutral field. Against South Carolina, they win that game. There's a possibility this is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and 0 team, eight and 0 team, nine and 0 team. Like literally, look at the, look at the schedule. Neutral site South Carolina, which is in North Carolina. Yeah, whatever. Uh, then they have App State. Not a not a guarantee, but you got App State on the schedule. Home to Minnesota, tough game. Okay, tough game, but you got them at home. Pittsburgh on the road, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, Duke. This Saturday, November 18th, it's going to be Saturday Night Football on ABC College Game Day. We're going to have two undefeated teams in Clemson and North Carolina in an ACC championship game preview.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, I, it's something I could see. I, I consider them a dark horse for one reason. Even if, they've if they, got the best quarterback in the conference.
2: If they beat Pittsburgh, which is a tough game. If they beat Pittsburgh on the road, lose to Clemson, let's say, they're 7-1 and in the conference. Yeah.
3: They're going to be laying three or more in every one of the games at yes. Clemson. They're,
2: se- they're going to go 7. They have a chance to go 7-1 and, one and at in that the point, conference. And
3: at that point, you can just earn. I mean, if they're 8-0, you you got a you got bet. You're, the in the, you're in the championship cause, game. Cause they're gonna, yes. And if
2: they're 7-1, and one, the only thing that I have concerns about is that if they're 7-1 and one, and if Florida State's 7-1, and one, it comes down to a tiebreaker of who gets into the championship game, because they don't play each other. Yeah. What's the tiebreaker? It'll be the highest, the higher ranked, um, the higher ranked uh, college football playoff ranking team.
1: Oh, they'll lose. Because the assumption will be Florida State has either a win over Clemson or yeah, they got LSU.
2: No, not necessarily. They can if they're both, both, if they're both seven and one, if they're both seven and one in conference, they both could have lost
1: to Clemson. Oh, that's true. Yeah,
2: that's
3: true.
1: And then it's just. Florida, what
3: Florida State was ranked higher to start the year,
1: so they'll be still be ranked. You well, never but If, know, if North Carolina doesn't have another, North Carolina is an eleven and one team. But here the thing: if North Carolina is ten two, then yeah. then North Carolina will be higher. And North Carolina in the, in the will the be player. higher ranked, yeah. and they'll be in the championship game. Yeah, but if they both have the same record, I don't know. If they both have the same record, Florida that means Florida State has a win over LSU, which will trump anything. Well, or they Carolina. could have had a hiccup somewhere. We don't know. No, just, but then that would mean that they beat Clemson. So, like, it, one of those two things would have to happen for there to be a tie. Is what I'm saying. I, I think the I worry. I, I think the offense is elite. I think their offense is going to do what they want. Their defense is terrible. It was like it was the worst in the conference last year. Yards, points allowed. They were the worst defense. Gene Chizik has said they're going to blitz more this year. They're going to try to bring uh, bring pressure with blitzing, which which may help. But there's just not a lot to like about the defense. But at ten to one, when you've got the best quarterback in the conference, if it's it's worth dropping a half a unit on as a dark horse, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I um. To me, that's oh. Here we go. Here's the here's the tie breaking policy. Head to head is number one. Winning percentage against common opponents is number two. Then winning percentage against common common opponents based on order of finish is three then combined win percentage of conference opponents, then it goes down to the higher analytical rating. Too complicated. So, yeah. Yeah. so they're not doing what um, other conferences have done, which is just go with the higher-ranked uh, college football playoff team. I think... That might be if there's like a three-way tie. Like, I know that's what the Big Ten does if there's a three-way tie. Like, if Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all beat each other, it goes to the higher-strength team that gets into the Big Ten championship game. But no, so this is a different tiebreaker. It'll be winning percentage against common opponents and things like that. So it could get complicated towards the end of the season, but hopefully it doesn't have to get there. Ten to one, I think, is just a nice ticket to have on North Carolina.
1: All right, for my uh, win total over, I'm going to go with Louisville, over 8. And this is steamed up a little bit, unfortunately, but I I still like it over 8. Louisville! This mostly revolves around the coaching change that they made. I I think there is an instant upgrade with Jeff Brom in the fold. I mean, Satterfield just was never good there. And Louisville wanted Brom all along. Uh, and he, a quarterback? he turned Purdue from a perennial loser. I think they'd lost five seasons in a row, had a losing record. And then last year, or yeah, just last year, he had him playing in the Big Ten title game. If you can do that at Purdue, I think there's a lot you can do at Louisville. Uh, the offense, is, it's a lot of new parts, which is a little concerning for sure. Jack Plummer, who worked with, uh, with Brahm's son, who is the, the OC, worked with him at Cal Best season he ever had was there, uh, and they brought in a ton of new wide receivers. But I think under that Brian Brom system, uh, I, I think that they developed pretty quickly. So between Jeff and Brian, I think they're gonna they're gonna have the offense clicking pretty quick. They also killed the portal on the defensive side, and most notably in the backfield: Storm Duck from North Carolina, uh, Devin Neal from Baylor, Gilbert uh, Fre- uh, Fraenssen from uh, Miami, and Frierson, excuse me, from Miami and the thing that really has me buying Louisville is their schedule. They avoid Clemson, they avoid Florida State, they avoid North Carolina, and they get Duke at home. So the four best the four best teams in the conference by just by conference title mm-hmm. odds, they play the the fourth on that list and they play them at home. Uh their non-conference Murray State, Indiana, Kentucky, all at home. They only have three true road games this season because they're playing Georgia Tech in Atlanta at the at the uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Basically, a road game. It's a home game for Georgia Tech. Come on. Are there really going to be way more Georgia Tech fans there than Louisville fans? Huh. Like, do you think Georgia Tech's g- garnering that much support, especially while it's they're in their home-, home city?
2: It's not like it's a
1: travel spot. <laughs> but it's not on their campus. Sure, I mean, there's a big difference there. Like, the, they, they're the place isn't going to be sold out with Georgia Tech fans. Is the point? If Louisville fans want to come, they're going to come. And uh, those those three road games, I just don't see how they fall short of eight wins, given what I believe to be a, a pretty massive upgrade on the sidelines. Six huge favorite games where they should be double digits or more, and six pretty close to
3: pick them games. That means nine and three. I'll take that.
2: Distance, between, distance between Bobby Dodd Stadium and Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Six minutes,
1: right? But do you like? Do you think there's no difference between when they play at home and when they play in Mercedes-Benz yeah, Stadium? Yeah, there's
2: more tickets to be sold, but like they're not selling out Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think the same amount of fans that go to a Georgia Tech home game at Bobby Dodd are going to the Georgia Tech game at the Mercedes-Benz
1: Stadium. I don't even think that's true. You just might have like a couple of more Louisville fans. There. I, I don't. Th- I really don't think that's true. I think kids on college campuses, when the game is on campus, will go to the game. I, I just, they
2: walk to the other stadium.
1: Okay, good luck getting kids to walk and 6 Chick-fil-A's miles. Chick-fil-A's
2: open. It's a set. Oh, it's a Friday. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's going to be open there's, at the stadium. There's four
1: Chick-fil-A's between Bobby Dodd and Mercedes-Benz. So there you go. That covers it for our ACC preview. I think what do we got left? Pack 12 next weekend, right? Or Pack 12 next week this time next week? That conference doesn't exist. It exists barely. So with that, we are going to talk Major League Baseball trade deadline, but we're going to direct you to straight out of Vegas AM.
2: Yeah, and if you're not subscribed podcast. to Straight Out of Vegas AM, like do yourself a favor and subscribe to that podcast and feed. And he was a favor. Yeah, we're here every day, like RJ said, except Saturdays and Sundays. Right. But we're gonna do Major League Baseball trade deadline talks, buy on teams, sell teams after the deadline. So if you're listening to this in the future, go back to Wednesday morning. August 2nd, and listen to that episode of Straight of Vegas
1: AM, Major League Baseball trade deadline talk. So there's only one thing left to do here. Fez? Hey. Hey! Let's be careful out there.
0: I guess you would say, I don't know, it sounds so cheesy for me to say free, freedom, freedom, but, like, literally, you know, when I was, you know, on SOV on the Fox show... I would always talk politics only because during the COVID, there was a lot of political talk. And I would always say whatever position you have, if the other side is evil, like if taking the other side is evil, how how do you go? Where do you go from there? Right. Like we debate the steel. You said the Steelers were 30 or whatever last year, Fez, at one point. I thought you were crazy. I was saying you're crazy. But I didn't think you were a bad person. Just Just wrong. Just wrong in that case. And in general, that's my belief. Whatever your beliefs are, and I get it, when it's politics, in a way, it's life and death, right? If you're a pro not a pro-abortion, but if you're a pro-choice person, you're going to think, hey, you're stopping women from having a right to their own bodies. But then if you're pro-life, you're thinking that this is—you type know, it's murder, effectively, is what they think. And you can see how it's hard to look at the other side and say, oh, it's okay they like murder, or it's okay they like to repre- oppress women, but there's got to be a way that it's not that high a stake, or at least that you understand that the stakes are that high, you've got to be reasonable to the other person to try to meet in the middle, because the stakes are high enough to overlook what you think maybe the staunch position is. But I will say when it comes to the COVID stuff, and it gets back to Aaron Rodgers, there's a great clip with John Stuart, who is a very left leaning uh you know personality he's leaning well everyone's <laughs> everyone's a moderate, you know no one's hardcore um and then you got Colbert, which I never watched I don't think I've ever watched a Colbert show, but I've seen clips, and this has been almost two years ago now, I think, but maybe a year ago where um Stuart comes on and starts saying about the whole lab leak idea that Covid came from a leak. And it was like, you know, remember, John Stewart is effectively the boss of Colbert. He's the executive producer of that show. So I don't know bosses exactly right, but he's a power broker on that show. He's coming out as a guest and he starts saying, you know, I think it's crazy. He was being very ironic, but saying like, let's think this COVID came from Wuhan where could it have came from? Oh, look, there's the Wuhan COVID, or it's a coronavirus research facility. Huh, maybe there's a connection. So, like, he's being all ironic and, like, Colbert is trying to stop him from even saying it. Like, he's, like, going, well, why are you, like, uh, perpetuating conspiracy theories? And it's like, it's like, well, wait a minute. It, it only is not It's not saying, I think at this point, It's been even more things backing up. It came from the lab. But I'm not following every second. So who knows, right? Maybe it's changed since then. But to think it's a conversation, Mm. that there is a lab there. It does research those things and it escaped. Or could it randomly be in a bat someone ate in the market or whatever? And that conversation is the problem, not is it right or wrong? Meaning that's what... The woke side thinks you shouldn't even have the conversation to me. Aaron Rodgers didn't like vaccines. It seems like that that position has gained some credence Now we can debate that or not, but whatever, whoever was saying three years ago, avoid the COVID vaccine versus now there's more people saying, Hey, maybe there were some mistakes made. I mean, is that, I mean, as you kind of follow the COVID stuff as closely as anyone, wouldn't you say that not saying what position is right, but 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 there's been more reasonable people saying, huh, maybe the vax taking the vaccine or getting the vaccine wasn't as clear a choice as we thought it was.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think largely, ultimately, it seems like the herd mentality, like like the herd immunity mm-hmm. eventually kicked in where pretty much everyone wound up catching it anyways.
0: Yeah, I don't know anyone that didn't get it. Yeah. Right? Did not you not me. You didn't get
1: it? No. Huh.
0: I, going, I never work
1: on wood somewhere, but
3: no. That's good, I never tested positive, but it's possible I had it because I got sick early on in the cycle, and yeah. I tested twice and they were negatives, but who knows you know
0: yeah. I waited
3: a while to get tested but but
0: but but it was more than that fez because what they i mean unless I've seen something wrong, and again i'm people always think, oh. You know, people tend to guess my politics and it's weird because Republicans tend to think I'm too liberal and Democrats think I'm too conservative. Well, I'm not, you know, too libertarian or whatever. But conservative and me just don't go together. So but but um, I've been fascinated by Robert Kennedy Jr., you know, like him, like him being the son of RFK, him coming out there with just it just shows you how all it takes is an interesting story. And the podcast and all the Joe Rogans of the world, you can be in front of it. I mean, has anyone not seen at least some of that? You've seen some, right? Yeah. So you've seen some. You haven't, Fez? Nope. I've seen plenty, yeah. Yeah. And a lot, you know, a lot of people, Mackenzie, you have, right? Yeah. A lot of people, Fez is like, no, I was on vacation. (laughs) But a lot of people are listening to him saying, hi, he's got a point, got a point. And the Democrats, you know, that are the party people are like trying to tear him down because he could, Threatened Biden in a way, but he's just talking from the heart. To me, there's an earnestness about him that like he, I really believe he's running for the right reasons. Not you know, it's not self and grandizement or whatever. um But he, you know, he's anti-vaccine. I don't know anti. He's a skeptic. Is it fair to say? I think. And, and he, I think a lot of people said, if everyone just got vaccinated, this damn
3: virus would be done with in a couple of weeks if, if everyone sound, just played ball. But now, like everyone it, who got it, vaccinated, wound up catching it anyway. So. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. So if everyone plays ball, but that means <laughs> that's like the definition of a totalitarian kind of yeah. mentality. Is, I, Do this because we think it's best.
3: But I and I still think everyone would wound up catching the The vaccine did not prevent you from catching it, so that it was not a it clearly was not a panacea if everyone went and got vaccinated.
0: Yes, good use of panacea, but. (laughs) But here's the thing. Apparently, by what Kennedy said, is that the efficacy of the vaccine lasted for two months. So, yes, you caught it just as high rate, but the effects were diminished. Mm -hmm. So it would dampen the effects, which is a real important thing, especially if we're talking about hospitalizations and – but then within two or three months, it was like you were back. And then he said the studies show that you, it's, you're it's you more prone to get it after. And it's a net, you know, I don't know if it's a net positive or negative, but it gets to be where there's negative elements going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, again, is he, the, I mean, he was a litigator that has sued, you know, sued for hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I think it was San, Sanco or Big Banana. I don't know. But like the guy's a professional, like those litigators who litigate the very, technically advanced things, become very learned in those areas. And um, I I guess the point is Aaron Rodgers, it looks like he maybe had a point, right, that maybe the vaccine wasn't something that should have been mandated, right? And there's still lingering resentment because he bucked the, the orthodoxy. If you buck the orthodoxy, that is the ultimate crime until the orthodoxy changes. Then you're supposed to come along with it. And to me, I just don't know anyone I've ever looked at in history that said that that's a hero that was just followed. Like he didn't think. But then he heard that he was supposed to do X. He didn't agree, but he did it anyway. That's usually not part of the story of a hero. Mm. Right. No. And I think if even if someone's wrong, if they have the guts to take the slings and arrows of, of 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 being different. We should respect that, as long you know, as long as it's not hurting people directly, right? I mean, if you're not hurting anyone, you have a different opinion, and you suffer for it. I respect that. I don't, I don't want to like throw more rocks at the. But guy. the question is, will the guys who vote for MVP have the same mindset as you? Well, you know, he won the MVP right after this. Yeah. Right? So but it was
1: like an unquestionable. But was
0: it? Let's take a look, because Mackenzie has the numbers.